Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, now we can move on and look forward to another upcoming holiday. And no, I'm not talking about Christmas. I'm not talking about Hanukkah. I'm not talking about Kwanzaa. I'm talking about the season 13 premiere of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now, I am so excited for them to come back to us Sunday, December 6th. Uh, and in the meantime, I do have a wonderful interview with one of the stars of that show, Candy Burris. Now, Candy is a queen and icon and a legend. And she's truly like on my list of people that I've wanted to talk to here on Everything Iconic. She was at the top of the list. I've interviewed so many Real Housewives and all of the greats, but Candy was one that I hadn't ever had a chance to talk to. And of course, I love following her career, uh, her music career. And so it was such a delight. We talked so much about her music stuff. A lot of the songs that she written, I don't know if you guys know this, but she she wrote or co-wrote songs for Destiny's Child and Usher and Pink and so many different people. She did uh, It Makes Me Ill for NSYNC on the No Strings Attached album. I mean, come on! Come on! So it was such a delight to talk to Candy about all of these songs and all of her music and her career as a whole, as well as get into some Atlanta stuff. So I really hope you guys enjoy this chat as much as I did, because it was honestly one of my favorites. And if you want to go watch the interview that I did with Candy, you can watch it on the new YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. YouTube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. Go like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. I put all the interviews up there if I can. And I'm going to leave you with this chat with Candy, but I want to let you guys know if you're doing your holiday shopping and you want some of the Everything Iconic merch, you can go to everythingiconic.store. We have new stuff up there and lots of great things. Um, also, I have a holiday spinoff podcast called A Very Merry Iconic Podcast, where my co-host and I recap holiday movies. Check that out. And um, yeah, if you want to support the pod, go to the Patreon page. I'll put links to all of this stuff in the episode description. But with all of that said, please enjoy my chat with Candy Burris. Hey! Candy, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm so excited to be talking to you because, first of all, I, of course, know and love you from The Real Housewives of Atlanta, but you're such an incredible talent outside of uh, of The Housewives, and I've been such a huge fan of your music. And Thank I got to quickly tell you a, a little story. Um, on the day where uh, the election was announced on CNN and, and Fox News and all of the networks, they had called Biden for the win. I went outside. I live in Los Angeles, California, and on Santa Monica Boulevard, the first thing I saw was a car. It was a couple. They had their windows rolled down, and they were playing No Scrubs as loud as they could. And I wish I had footage of it because people started collecting around this car um, on the street, literally dancing in the streets to your song, singing No Scrubs. Are you serious? I swear. it was. I, I wish I took video of it because it was such a special moment. It was... I mean, the energy was obviously like electric that day. Wow. Um, 
are you able to get a sense of of the impact that song has had specifically? Well, that song is crazy because, I mean, here we are over 20 years later now. And, I mean, it seems like that song is still, you know, like it's brand new for some people. They still sing it like we just wrote it yesterday or something. And obviously it feels good to me. You know, that 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 song means so much to people and, you know, they they relate it to so many things. Like you said, you know, even with the election, you know, people related to Trump, you know, we don't want no scrubs So whatever it is, you know, they find a way to make that song to relate to so many different situations. And so it's it's super cool to me. Right. I want to break down some of your songs in just a second, but uh, I'm a huge Mariah Carey fan and I loved her book. Did you get a chance to read her book? I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I heard so. Okay. I heard that she mentioned us in there. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I want to ask you about. So she tells this infamous story about Sing Sing, which was uh, the mansion she lived in with Tommy Matola, and mm-hmm. she tells the story of e- Escape being at Sing Sing to record. I think you guys were doing the Always Be My Baby remix, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys, uh, you were in the recording studio, and her and Debrat they escaped Sing Sing, and um, you guys were you and Jermaine Dupre and Escape were waiting for her, and no one knew what was going on. Do you remember that day? Like, do you-, you know, the thing that I remember about that day is thinking, "Wow, Mariah Carey is hilarious." Like, she's super, super funny. And I don't think that, you know, it didn't click to me that she would be so funny. You know how some people are just kind of like, oh, okay, they're cool or whatever. But like, she was like, naturally like a funny person, like that just had everybody cracking up all night. And I just didn't think that she would just be so like cool and and just relaxed, like, you know, in our minds, like we're coming up to this big mansion and, you know, you think, oh, this is Mariah Carey, but for her to just be so laid back, so fun. And, and yes, her and Brett, obviously, they just really clicked and connected, but to just be so funny and be able to imitate people and all kind of stuff, it was just like, oh, wow. Like she just was a really cool person. Right. And what was the vibe when everyone's like looking for her and you guys are waiting for her and Debrat and uh I don't remember that part of it. Like, you gotta read the book. You gotta read the book. Yeah, I don't really remember the part about, you know, searching for them, to be honest with you, but um yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've worked with all of these superstars. I mean, people like Mariah Carey and uh, Usher and Beyonce and Destiny's Child and um, I wonder, are you able to see kind of like what sets someone like Beyonce or Mariah Carey apart from, you know, just, I don't want to say a traditional talent, but do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, um, for sure. I feel like certain people, their work ethic is, you know, sets them apart from the rest. They're just different, you know, or they just know what they want. You know, certain people, when they come in the studio, um, um, I've had the opportunity to work with Mariah more than once. Um, Obviously, you know, she talked about the time when I worked with her with the group. But then there was the other time when I worked with her, um, I co-wrote with her. I did a song with her on, what's that, the Rainbow Rainbow. album. We did um, Ex-Girlfriend, the song Ex-Girlfriend, and we co-wrote the song over the phone together. She was overseas in the studio. I was here in Atlanta, but we both were doing sessions on other songs at the same time. So 
we would meet, we would be like, she would say, Hey, okay, well, I'm going to call you on my break and, you know, we'll come back together. We'll come up with this idea and, you know, we'll call each other back. And I'm like, okay, cool. So we would um, hang up and then I'll go and write on this other song. And then I'll work on that idea that she and I had for a little bit. And then we'll get back on the phone and I'll say, okay, well, what do you think about this? And she said, yeah, I like that. I don't like this. Maybe we should change this word. And, and then we'll say, okay, and we'll come up with that part and then we'll leave and then we'll come back. But it was just, she knew exactly what she wanted. She knew what her sound was. She would say, I would never say something like that. I need a word that's more like this. I I need something that's more like that. She knew her style, you know? The same thing with like Beyonce at the time when I worked with her and Destiny's Child, you know, even though she was in a group and she was super young at the time, she was very, she very much knew, you know, like, hey guys, if we don't like this beat, you know, she told um, her group members, I remember, um, Shakespeare had played some beats for them and he walked out the room and I was still in the room and he was playing bugaboo. And they were like, kind of like, I don't know about this beat. And she was like, hey guys, if we don't like the beat, we need to just let them know, you know, we shouldn't waste their time, blah, blah, blah. And I said, hey, you know, I have an idea for it. You know, do you mind if I sing it for you, you know, before you guys make your decision? And she said, okay, you know, you know, but I sung the idea that I had and, you know, they were like, okay, you know, she felt the vision that I was going for. And then we all collaborated together to finish it. But the point was, she had a vision, she knew what she saw for their group, you know, and, and she was very direct. It wasn't any beating around the bush. It was, it was a vision, you know, they see it and they, they work hard. It's, it's nonstop. You get what I'm saying? And some people are very lax and they let everybody do everything for them. And, and they just, you know, are very kind of like, okay, whatever you want to do. But no, they are very, this is what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. <laughs> what was the part of Bugaboo that you, what was that? Do you remember what that part was? Yes. Um, well, at the time, the beat was just more so, like, if you heard the track without the lyric and melody on top, it at the time, it just sounded like a beat that somebody would rap to. It didn't sound like something that somebody would sing over. So I don't think they really heard it. Um, it, they didn't really hear the vision at first, you know? And so I remember um, I was like, well, let me just kind of sing the melody for you. And I was just like, you know, I just was like, it's not hot. And, you know, I just kind of like sung the melody for what I heard for the verse. And um, I had already had the kind of the concept of what I wanted to do. Um, I think at the time I knew what I wanted the hook to be, but she did change it slightly. I remember that um, for um, the hook for Bugaboo, definitely. So, yeah. I mean, Candy, like, it blows my mind that you wrote so many of these songs that were like a soundtrack to so many of our lives. I mean, Bugaboo, Bills, Bills, Bills. I remember when Pink came out with There You Go. I loved that song, which was yours too, right? You wrote it as well. Um, I, I don't know. Were you always a creative mind? Were you always able to... Um, Right. I think, you know, I mean, I guess like a lot of people who write, I, well, I think I was always great with melodies. That was my thing. Like I was always good with coming up with dope melodies to tracks. And I was always a great concept person, you know, 
And I think for from working in the studio with my own group and being around Jermaine for so long and seeing how with my own group, you know, you know, he would take, you know, regular sayings that everybody said all the time, like just kicking it and make a whole song out of it. You know, it was, you know, I took that in, you know, from being in a group for so long and was able to adapt that to my own style, you know? And um, so, yeah, from just being able to be great with melodies and eventually lyrically just tightening up my own, coming up with my own style, it just got better and better. Uh, you wrote a song on one of the biggest albums of all time uh, on NSYNC's album, No Strings Attached. You wrote, It Makes Me Ill. And I've heard a lot of the members say, I think Lance had recently said he thought that should have been a single because it is such a great song. I was just re-listening to it. Um, do you, what do you remember from that process with that song? Um, <laughs> well, first of all, I loved NSYNC at the time. And so I was like super excited to work with them. And I also was super excited with the fact that I was going to get to work with the guy group because um, at that moment, everybody was like, oh, she just writes all these male bashing records. And so I was happy to be able to do something for guys, you know, so that I could show people like I don't just write male bashing records. I could write something for a guy as well. And so um, I was determined to come up with something really dope for them. And yeah, it makes me ill was what came together. And um, it it was super dope. I really was hoping that it would be a single for them, but it didn't turn out that way. But yeah, I I really love the record and how it turned out, turned out. Uh, It's my opinion that JC is one of, is a much, one of the greatest vocalists. I always loved his voice um, in NSYNC and uh, that song always was special to me. Do you have a favorite amongst all of these songs that you've done? I mean, whether it be a single or, or something that hasn't been released. Um, I, I do have some favorites, uh, multiple favorites. I mean, I would have to say the song that I had on my own record with Faith Evans, um, Easier, it means a lot to me because it was really about losing my brother and how whenever you lose somebody, when somebody dies and you lose them and they're close to you and you never get over it, but it does get easier over time. And so it just means a lot to me because it was me emotionally venting because I always vent through my songs, basically. So um, that song is always going to mean a lot to me. But um, uh, So Good is a song that means a lot to me. That was one of the songs that was on that Destiny's Child album. Uh, Single for the Rest of My Life. I love that song. That was a song that was the group Isis that was on Arista. I used to love that song, too. Um, Pooh Bear and I wrote that song. He writes a lot for Justin Bieber now, but we collaborated together to write that song. Um yeah, but I don't know. Is it, hard, huh? is it hard to give these songs up? Like when you, like if you've really fallen in love with the song, are, are you, is it hard to give it to another artist? Do you think I, I want to sing this or? Not, not really, because yeah. my thing is, it's like if you write great records, right? You have to be able to give them away because if you don't give a great record to another artist, if everything you give away is mediocre, then they're never going to want you to write for them. If they feel like you only keep the great records for yourself. So to me, I always felt like you have to be able to give great records away for people to even want to work with you, you know? Yeah. And it was very important to me for people, you know, for people to feel confident that I would 
give them my best, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I was just like, I always feel good about giving people a great record. If I did that, that means that I did my job, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel strongly like I love the fact that you know being a writer is very important to me just like being an artist is important to me I think they're both important but I feel just as comfortable being behind the scenes as I do being in front so either way I'm I'm happy yeah and you're I mean you're so talented but also it seems to me just from watching you on housewives and in the media and stuff that you have a great business sense too and was was that something you were always aware of from an early age? I mean, it seems like, I don't know what the right term is, like whether it be like diversifying your portfolio or, or dipping your hands in other pots or whatever that term is. Have you always been aware of that? Um, well, I think when I was first starting in the group, you know, I was still in high school. So it was just really like my mom always preaching to me like, oh, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You can't put all your in in my mind. I'm like, mom, you know, we, we got a platinum album. You know, we're going to blow up. We're going to be big and all this other kind of stuff. But at the same time, what she was saying was always staying in my mind. And I was thinking like, OK, well, if everything falls apart, how am I going to maintain this lifestyle? Like, mm. because I didn't want to be one of those child stars that you see that you know are doing well in life as they're young but then you see them when they get old and you know you're like oh god they're not doing good they're they're living on the streets you know life is bad you know I didn't want that to happen to me so I was always trying to figure that out and I would read all these financial books and different things trying to figure out how can I maintain my lifestyle and, you know, become successful and stay there. And so that was just like a a thing for me to figure out. Yeah. You know, we've gotten to know Mama Joyce on Housewives and I'm always, I'm curious what she was like during the escape years, the early years of your career. Was she involved in sort of the management of it or did she just let you guys do your thing? She wasn't our manager, but she was like extremely supportive. Um, Before we got our deal, she was like super supportive in a way of like, we used to do a lot of the rehearsals and stuff at our house, at my house or whatever. And um, then like she would help buy like a lot of our costume, you know, like whatever we needed to perform in. And she would always, you know, she was just our main, our biggest supporters. Um, I, you know, my mom, you know, and I, we went through a lot at that time because my brother died when I was 15. So, right. I got in the group when I was 14. Okay. So that was like during the time we went through that transition. So it was also the thing that I think helped her through it. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's still emotional for me. Okay. Of course. Yeah. So, um, I'm sorry. That was the thing that helped her through, I think, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I, can't imagine. I can't imagine. And, yeah. you know, I, I always really respected and loved on Housewives how we got to, uh, you had mentioned, I'm always going to take care of my mother. Um, and yeah. I thought it was so beautiful. And it, the way you explained, I think you explained at a reunion yeah. where, uh, I think you explained it at a reunion though, where it was like, it all clicked where it was like, oh, of course, of course, she's going to take care of Mama Joyce. Of course, she's going to support. Yeah. Uh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, you know, uh, Housewives, 
when you uh, joined in season two, was that something you were nervous about doing because you were in another um, segment or area of the entertainment industry? Um, yeah, well, of course I was nervous. Well, basically I didn't really know anything about the reality world. The funny thing is, um, I was just, you know, doing my own thing behind the scenes. I kind of just kind of got comfortable behind the scenes and just, you know, doing me in the music world, whatever. And Tiny, she wanted to get into TV and stuff. And she had started talking to some of her friends about developing a TV show. And she had reached out to me and was like, hey, you want to be a part of this thing that I'm putting together? So I was like, okay, you know, cool, let's do it. So I started working with her on that, right? And <laughs> she was like, we had started working on it, got some interest in it. And as we were working on it, I remember Derek J had asked me, you know Derek J? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. He was like, hey, girl, you know, they're looking for um, people to um, interview for season two of the Atlanta Housewives. Now, I had watched the show and I seen it. I liked it, but I didn't really see myself on it. So I was like... I was like, I'm working on something already, like whatever. So he's like, I'm going to tell them to call you anyway, because they need somebody with their own money. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. So anyway, fast forward. The people that um, Tiny and well, we what we were working on, they decided to only use Tiny and Toya, which we was. And I was like, well, okay. I was disappointed, but I was just like, okay, cool, whatever. But then the very, like, next week, the people called me to interview me about the housewives, what Derek Chay was talking about. So I was like, okay, I'll take the interview. But I said all that to say, had Tiny not introduced me to the idea of doing television, I probably wouldn't even been open to meeting with the people when they called me, when Derek J had me to have the interview. So everything happens for a reason. I ended up obviously doing The Housewives, not thinking it was for me, but clearly it was for me because here I am 12 years later and still doing it. But it's just so funny how life plays plays out, you know? And um, yeah. That's something I've been trying to learn in, in my career and everything is like, you know, things sort of happen the way they're supposed to and certain doors close that you, you thought would open and, and vice versa. And that's something I've been trying to learn at least. I I don't know. Right. Yeah. Uh, What's next for escape? I love the spinoff show. What's next for the group? Is there, I I thought I read there was going to maybe be like a movie uh, or something like that. Yes, 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 yes. Um, We rolled your eyes. You're like, no, (laughs) No, because we're still in talks for that. Um, so we're still actually working on that. Um, so that's still potentially happening. Right. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, I really want a candy memoir. Can we get a book from you? How do we get that to happen? Uh, that's funny because, yeah, I've been in conversations about that as well, but I just haven't pressed go on it yet. Yeah. I don't know why. I just haven't. I mean, Candy, I know you're really busy, but like I was, even just as I was preparing for this interview, I'm like, I don't even know like where to begin because you've done so much and you've been so successful in so many different areas and you've worked with so many different people that 
for a pop culture lover or a music lover, I've, your life is so incredibly fascinating. I think um, we need a book from you, you know, and reading Mariah's book, I'm like, Oh my God. It would well, you know, I heard Mariah's book is the bomb. So that's why I'm excited to, um, when to get that book, but, um, she, yeah, she's one of those people who has like that lifespan of career. There's just, you know, so many different things to look at. So I guess in a sense, I think the same thing for myself. I'm like, I just kind of been like in so many different things and I just don't even know where to begin and what I want to talk about. I'm just like, you know, what book am I writing exactly? Like, you know, it's so many different things that I could talk about right now. And so that's why I just was like, you know how you have so many decisions that you could make and you don't make one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love a book just on your songwriting. I mean, go, go through each song. Um, speaking of Housewives of Atlanta, you mentioned Derek J. And I'm a big fan of uh, Closet Freak. I was just running to it the other day. And it's not on oh, really? stream. It, yeah, it's not on streaming, though. Like, how do we get it? I, have a, I had, like, purchased it on iTunes years ago. Um, yep. It's a great fucking song, Candy. Why can't we stream it? What's going on? Um, I think at the time, we pulled it. I pulled it down. And I think at that time, long years ago, I think we had an issue. Um, And so I just was like, so there's no issue. We'll just pull the record. Mm. (laughs) So is there a chance to get it back up somehow? Is there still an issue? No, no, there's not an issue between us. So, I mean, I guess we, could put it back up but i mean it's like so long it's so old candy now. it's a good song i'm i swear to god i was just working out to it it's a good song are you serious i swear to god i swear on my life yeah i'm not yeah, your closet I'm- freak i'm not your closet <laughs> freak. i can't sing but i can sing that song look the weather's getting warmer you got to ditch the jackets, the sweaters, and you got to put on some shorts and tees. And if you're anything like me, you hate getting all the new stuff. But luckily, I've found Quince, and Quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found out about Quince. Now I've got high-quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all of the seasonal must-haves, like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos. Those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. Feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 300 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. 
All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Uh, Talk to me about recording with Kim Zolciak. I mean, that was wild. You guys created a great song, though. Yeah, we did. It was... um... It was funny. Like back then at that time, you know, we were good friends. Well, we had made good friends quickly. We had become really cool and I wanted to help her out. And, you know, we did the song and it turned out great. It did. I mean, people largely think of it as the best housewife or Bravo song um, mm-hmm. that's been done because it's it's classic. OK, talk to me about the new season of Atlanta Housewife. What's what was it like going into the season? Of course, you guys started it during the pandemic and so much was going on culturally. What was it like filming this season? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, we're still filming the season. Okay. But I think that it has been crazy wild just because, you know, of course, everybody was like, how are we going to do this? You know, in the middle of a pandemic. And just like all housewife seasons, something still crazy happens just because that's who we are and we can't help but be ourselves. But, um, you know, it, it started off, you know, more so dealing with everybody's personal lives. So everybody has a lot going on personally, you know, as always. Um, and then when you're at home, it's really more happening personally, you know, um, for me, you know, my baby Riley, you know, she's graduating, well, she graduated, excuse me, going out to New York. Um, babies are growing up, opening new restaurants in the middle of COVID, you know, trying to, how are we doing that? You know, just all of that stuff. So, um, and then, you know, the other girls trying to figure out, trying to mend friendships as always. And then some, once again, are falling out. And then some people who you think, we're never going to become cool again, actually have come to terms and gotten in a better place together, which is surprising even to me. (laughs) In the trailer, we see what the stripper with the COVID mask on. And it's like, I need that whole episode right now, Candy. I need it. Well, I mean, I guess you can kind of blame me for that. I mean, obviously, because you know, I'm good for finding a stripper. Right. I love that. Yeah, um, you know, well, Cynthia how, got wait, married. So, wait, can you slow down for a second? How did you find a stripper in the pandemic? Like, was did they come with the mask on, or did you guys have to say you guys have to put the mask on, or how does that even happen? Uh, I mean, 
Well, it was okay. So Cynthia, it was getting married, and I was in charge of putting together the whole bachelorette situation. Now, you know, if I'm in charge of putting together a bachelorette party, I'm going to make sure that we have a phenomenal time. Okay. Now, I had a whole dungeon party that I toured across the country. (laughs) Clearly, I know how to find a male entertainer. (laughs) He was he was in my dungeon tour. So it wasn't like I had to go far to find him. You know, so I just asked him to do it. I had him COVID tested. So really, you know, I already knew he was free of any of that. So he was good. But you know, I made sure he was masked up and had his uniform on and all of that. Was he the one? Okay, so there's these rumors, and you, I know you can't exactly speak to the rumors so specifically, but there's rumors that somebody had hooked up with the stripper. Was it that? Was it that guy that the rumors are about? And and rumor was it has- who was it? <laughs> yeah, who was it? Um, that was what the rumor was. The rumor mill. Yeah, okay. that was the rumor. Okay, that was the rumor. Interesting. Um, <laughs> What at the very beginning of the season, I saw just the first couple of minutes of the opening of this season and um, the Black Lives Matter movement is addressed. And oftentimes on Bravo, the um, the real world stuff, it's usually more um, about the interpersonal relationships of the cast members. But it seems like this might be an instance where the the larger world is is talked about on the show. Um, I don't know if this makes any sense, but how do you feel about that? sort of coming into the housewives world do you are you excited to be able to share those experiences or or how are you feeling about that um i feel like 2020 made it to where it's like how could we not really talk about it i mean this is the real housewives of atlanta so if we're going to keep it real how are we going to avoid talking about something that's really happening in the world today you know and one of our castmates, Portia, actually was arrested during the time of taping. So what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed, supposed to pretend that didn't happen? Are we not going to have these conversations? So it's just like, of course, we had to you know, talk about what's happening. During the time that we were on our cast trip, you know, the verdict, you know, was called out, you know, um, so it's just like, how are we going to not right. speak about these things? It just doesn't make sense. So um, I feel like in the beginning, I think it was a thing of, well, do we address any of the things that are happening? Because it can be heavy. It can be heavy. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and we all know that. And I know uh, um, a lot of times, you know, we like to keep it light on television, of course, But at the same time, we want to keep it real and we don't want to avoid what's really happening amongst the cast. So certain things we had to address. I mean, we don't want to make the whole season heavy to where, you know, it's too hard to watch, but we definitely have to address certain things, you know? Yeah. Uh, Candy, what's next for you? Obviously, we you won The Masked Singer. Um, I loved watching you on Celebrity Big Brother. That was a, a year or so ago. Uh, what's next for you? Do you still, this might be a stupid question too, but do you still dream of like career goals or do you still have a lot of career goals? Because you've accomplished so much. Just ask me, do I still have dreams? 
Well, you know. oh, of course, of course, I still have dreams. What? Right, right. I have way too many dreams. Like I never stop dreaming. That's that's the thing. Like I, I don't that. think I anybody that. who's um, I don't think anybody ever stops dreaming, especially people who. Um, you know, just have goals. It's like you get a goal and it's just like another one comes. It just never stops, you know? Yeah. Um, it just so, never So what's stops. the what's the big dream right now? Or is it movies? Is it a, another TV show? Yeah. yeah. Movies, it's goals. Like it's, uh, you know, everybody. I mean, you have, I have a Grammy. I want an Emmy. I want an Oscar. I want a Tony. Just like, I mean, anybody who's in this industry, those are the, I have the same goals as a lot of inter- other entertainers, writers, producers. I have those goals too. And so now I'm just trying to better myself. Like I want to become better. Like I want to become better at everything that I do. I don't think that I feel like I'm pretty good, but I want to be great. That's my goal. Like, so now I'm in classes. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get better. I want to become a better me. That's amazing to hear from someone at at your stage in your career saying that. I mean, it's so inspiring. I mean, it's so inspiring. Uh, where are you at with the other women on the cast? How are you getting along with everyone? Um, I know there's a new woman in the cast this season. Um, where are you at with them? I think I get along pretty good with everybody um, for the most part. I mean, yeah, I think I'm, I'm getting along. There's good. always a moment or two throughout the season where you, you kind of, um, you let you, you give it to someone good. I don't know if that's the right term, but <laughs> there's always like one and it's always the best part of the season. It's like, um, <laughs> it is, does that happen? Do we have that? Let me see. Did I have to give it to somebody good this year? <laughs> Um, I mean, I've had to have some conversations with some people, but I don't know if I had to cuss anybody out bad this year. But here's the thing. It's like, um, it's so weird to me in this um, group. It's like anytime that I'm getting along with somebody that everybody else doesn't like, it's like everybody's like, oh, she's she never holds that person accountable, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, if I start getting along with another person, then that person starts feeling like, oh, she's over there taking up for this person. So it's just, it's like, I always feel like I'm in the middle being pulled a different way. It's just weird. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm in a weird situation. Like I feel how I feel and I just say how I feel. Uh, is there anyone you'd want to bring back from the people that have left the show? Like someone specifically that you think would be great to bring back? Mm. Not really. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to I me, it's not, it's, the, I don't, it's not that I wouldn't bring people back. I don't have anything against bringing people back. It's just that I don't have anything against the new people either. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't have anything against the new newcomers. Like they bring something different as well. So it's just like you know, I'm okay with either or. I'm gonna wrap this up because I know you got to go. But is there um, a favorite moment from throughout your time on the show or something? I mean, there's so many like iconic memes and stuff like that. You know, who said that? And um, we see each other. And uh, there's so many of these candy moments. Like, is there one that? You just it makes you laugh when you see a, a a gif or a gif of it, or all of them make me laugh. Okay, yeah. they all make me laugh. Um, 
Definitely bring it on down. Um, definitely, we see each other's a good win. You named them. You named them. Yeah. I loved at the reunion when you said, uh, I'm embedded in your brain. That was so good. It was so good. Oh, thank you. Uh, now that one, it was a bit much because I felt like my eyes were this big because we were in the screen. <laughs> so I was just like, oh my God, why was I so close to the screen? Yeah. <laughs> it felt weird. So I was just, I'm embedded. And I was like, whoa. That was <laughs> the I first. Like, it was a lot, but that, that was the first zoom reunion and also the best. It was like, it peaked with you guys. And then it was like, okay, no more zoom reunions. You guys did. Good. Yeah, like, it was too much. Uh, Candy, what I ask every single guest this, I know we already talked about Mariah Carey, but is, do you have a favorite Mariah Carey song? Like of anything she's done? Oh, uh, vision of love is like my absolute favorite. Yeah. Like when she first started, like that, she sang her ass off. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember being, trying to mimic that um, whistle note in that song. And I was like, oh my God, her voice is. Yeah. Um, real quick, what was the mass Singer like? I mean, you got to sing on that on like such a huge platform. Was that fun for you? That must have been fun for you. Yes. I mean, first of all, to walk around in secret, trying to be in costumes and hiding every day. That is great. Like, first of all, I love stuff like that, you know, <laughs> like just this whole trying to be secretive and hiding and the costumes and over the top. Like, I love it, you know, so it was just a fun experience. Everything about it. I love the people, the production crew, everybody is just a really great team. And it was just a great experience. Well, it was so great seeing you there. And also, I love Insecure. It was so great seeing you pop up on Insecure. I mean, there's so many things I could ask you about, but I'm going to let you go. I'm so excited. Where can, obviously, everyone can find you online. Is there anything else you want to tell us to look out for or or purchase or how can we, what can we do? Ooh, I just wrapped a movie the other day that I'm in. Um, it's a Lifetime movie. It's called Envy. That's oh coming early 2021. Excited about that. My new restaurant, Blaze, is opening soon. What is it? Uh, Candy and Top Presents Blaze Steak and Seafood. I'm so excited about that one. Um, I've heard the best things about OLG, like food-wise. I've just heard the best things about it. I haven't been able to visit yet, but... Thank you. Thank you. And we dropped some new products from Bedroom Candy for the holidays. So, yes, get some good stocking stuffers. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I will. I'll go there right now. Cosmetics, yes. I mean, everything. It was a lot of great things. I'm, I'm, and overall, just for the kids. I'm, are, you, I'm, are you tired? Are you must be tired. You do so I'm, much. I'm always tired. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just, Candy, yeah. I love you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I can't wait to watch this season of The Real House of Atlanta. I want to tell everyone to find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. Follow Candy. Go buy some bedroom candy for the holidays and go visit OLG. Uh, support the restaurants. Get some takeout or whatever you can do right now. Um, thank Up you, Candy. Thank you.
love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories so much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 